the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Rachel Gilbert. Hi, and welcome to the London Free Press Podcast. I'm your new host, Rachel Gilbert. And you may know me from hosting a local radio show for the last decade here in in London. Uh, But I have a background in journalism, and I'm really excited to be focusing again on news that is affecting London and area. So today we're talking about the housing crisis. And if you've been searching for a home at all in the last year or so, you know how hard it is to find something, first of all, and then find something that's affordable as well. Uh, There's a new report that's come out detailing just how many new homes London is going to need in the next year. And today we're talking with London Free Press reporter Jonathan Juha about his story. Hi, Jonathan. How are you? No, it's about yourself. Good. Good. So let's talk about the report that just came out. And first of all, why was it done? Why why did they even have to do this? Okay, so the the report was uh, done by the Smart Prosperity Institute, I think, think, uh, based out of Ottawa. And pretty much the the report was looking at the provincial government's goal of building 1.5 million homes over the next uh, 10 years. So the, the, the province set that target, but they were looking at, okay, is this the right number? Is that even like how many homes we really need to build? And where do we need uh, to have those uh, homes built based sort of like on demand of what we have seen and some trends in terms of population and all of that. So that was sort of like the main the main goal of the, uh, of the report. Uh, one of the conclusions was that the 1.5 million homes uh, target seems to be an appropriate one. And when it did sort of like the division uh, across the province, uh, looking at the different regions, uh, the share of, of for London and Middlesex County was, was about 40,000 homes. Uh, the report itself doesn't go into specific specifications as to you know what type of home, how many single family homes or apartment buildings or, or all of that. Just trying to get a look as to what would be necessary for each region to sort of like meet the demand that they are seeing right now. Okay, so that's what's needed and what's going to be needed. But is this even doable? Do we think this is doable for London or even for other areas of, of Ontario? So I was talking to a few uh, industry observers and they do believe that the 40,000, it's not out of reach for London or Middlesex County. Um, if just driving around, you have seen that there's a lot of construction across the city and, 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 and the municipalities surrounding the city. And so they all see it as an attainable goal. Um, just last year, even though it was a record year for the for the region, uh, builders uh, had about five thousand six hundred uh, housing starts uh, in, in London and Middlesex. So, if you sort of keep a similar pace, maybe you know, maybe it's not five thousand every year, but sort of like around those those figures over the next decade, you can easily sort of like hit the target. Now, one point that the um, Professor Mike Moffat, he's a professor at Western University as well, uh, and he's the lead uh, author of the report mentioned for municipalities such as London, is that, you know, the GTA area has targets that are way higher than what we need to hit to sort of like meet our local demand, right? So if the those communities, especially Peel Region, Toronto, and York, do not hit their targets, what they anticipate is going to happen is Many of the people who cannot find a home there, who is out of reach for them, they'll start driving outside of the GTA area and looking for a place where they can actually afford something. That's not a new reality. We have been seeing sort of like that trend uh, over the past five years even. It, it, it was accelerated by the pandemic when you know the work from home got people looking into bigger spaces and 
and you didn't need to be at the office every single day. So, but they believe that if the homes are not built, sort of like in every region, they don't hit their targets, then we can have some spillover effect, which again, would increase sort of like the demand um, that we're seeing for housing here. And obviously that could create some of the issues that we have been seeing in terms of, you know, just as you said, finding a place or the prices, you know, prices of home going high, rents as well. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a, it should be seen as a, as a minimum, at least, I guess, of how many homes London region should build over the next decade. But definitely uh, the demand could be even higher than that for that time frame. Even more than that. Yeah. I did want to talk a little bit about affordability. And you mentioned that the, the report doesn't specify, you know, affordable housing or the rental market. It just says this is how many, you know, homes we need. Um, in your research, did you did you talk to anyone about affordability, uh, affordable housing, the rental market? Well, there has always been a discussion here in, in in the city because I mean, when you when you have yeah, you can create, you can build a, a new building and add you know five hundred uh, units, but those units usually hit the market at a different price point than older units, right? So if you're looking just at affordability, a new a new bill is not really going to give you that. Um, so that's why I spoke with uh, Councillor uh, Anna Hopkins. Uh, she is the head of the uh, of the development committee here for for City Hall, and she was mentioning that for her, it's not just about the number that we need to hit. We also need to be looking at, you know, the, the proportion of affordable units that are coming to the market when those uh, projects are approved, or finding ways to create just units that are geared towards income or are more affordable to to people. But that's that has been the battle, I guess, over the last few years. How to how to hit that balance between creating the units that you know you're going to need, but the fact that when they come to the market, those new units, apartment buildings or homes, usually the price point, it's, it's higher than, than um, some of the older stock that is already in the city. Right. And would, but would having those new homes and, and hitting this target of 40,000, would that make housing a little more affordable over the next 10 years? Or how do they, how do the experts see the, the pricing uh, going? So I did ask that question to, to, to uh, again, Professor Moffat, who was the lead author of the report. And he, he said to me that basically the idea is that by increasing the supply, then you're not going to see prices rise as much, sort of like keep them a little bit more stable and allowing sort of like wages and people's earnings to sort of like catch up to the current prices. Obviously, over the last couple of years, when we saw, you know, home prices rise by 30% on a year over year basis, that's not very reasonable to expect that, that wages are going to raise at that pace, right? So it, it just got out of hand for so many people. But the idea is that by adding to the supply, then you can perhaps stabilize the price and it will not jump as much over that period of time and that people will just be able to, to catch up to them. And, and he said that in the late uh, 1990s and early 2000s, that's pretty much what happened. Prices stayed stable. They didn't grow uh, at the pace that we saw perhaps over the, over the pandemic, which was unprecedented. And, and that allowed to, uh, I guess, the, the, the population to sort of like have a level of more affordability and, and, and the price is not being sort of reached for them. Right. Because uh, I feel like, you know, if people from Toronto are moving here, they're selling their homes. So they have a little more money to purchase a home in this area. And it's pushing some Londoners out already. We're seeing that. Right. And this could make yep. the problem even worse. Yeah, I mean. It, like 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 the report said, like if if you're not hitting all the targets in all the other regions, that that number is gonna be that forty thousand number is not gonna be enough to sort of like absorb that extra demand. And I mean, London itself has been, uh, according to the latest census data, we were the fastest growing uh, 
community in all of Ontario and, and forth in Canada. So we were seeing sort of like that influx of, of people from other parts of Ontario coming to the city. If that continues to happen, then definitely that 40,000 number is not gonna be enough to absorb all of that. And we have already seen sort of like the impact of that extra influx that people can have on, on housing. Now, obviously we are seeing now interest rates raising, uh, going up and, and that has cooled down a little bit. Um, but the expectation is that in all of Canada, the demand for housing is very high, but that's not gonna go away anyone, anytime soon, especially when you have the federal government with such a, a aggressive immigration targets and, and trying to bring new people uh, to, to the community. So you're definitely going to need the home. So it, it, it's a, sort of like a waiting game, I guess, a little bit to see how all the other regions and what the province uh, ends up doing to sort of like promote and, and, and get all those houses being built, specifically in the areas where, where are needed the most. Right. And the construction and the home home building construction uh, industry is is you know booming already as you mentioned we're seeing con home construction all over the city you just have to drive around and notice that um but in the next 10 years i mean this is good news for them i guess too right yeah it is obviously uh business is booming for them uh even though they they also have some challenges uh you know uh skill shortages has been a a, a point of concern for for builder associations across ontario you know not having enough people entering the skilled trades Obviously, the disruption that the pandemic has also caused on uh, supply chain uh, for materials and all of that. Those are some uh, hurdles that I guess uh, the, the industry has has to face. But definitely the expectation is, is that uh, in, in the years to come, construction is going to be sort of like a driving force economically here for the London region and for most uh, of the country as well. Yeah. So if you're looking to get in a, into a skilled trade, that might be the area to look into for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, you mentioned talking with City Hall and Councillor Hopkins, and I just wondered if other politicians across Canada or across Ontario really are 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 um, committed to this. Are they? You know, this was a report that came out, but are are politicians committed to making these home goals happen? Well, that that that's the sense that I, the housing crisis is not just a London crisis, right? All communities are sort of like facing these uh, these housing crunches, uh, seeing the prices grow significantly. So that's the expectation. I mean, if you look at the provincial election, uh, housing was sort of like a key uh, promise for all political parties um, vying to, to, to form a government. Um, but, you know, like we have a target now, it's, it's just a matter of seeing how that's implemented and whether there's uh, enough political will to, to, to make it happen. Obviously, it seems to be that the, on the economic side, there's plenty of demand that that would, uh, you know, uh, incentivize uh, builders to to build as many homes uh, as possible but there are other you know uh, approval times and, and the type of projects that need to be approved so those are other you know hurdles that that each community i guess would have to uh, figure out and try to work their way through to sort of like hit those targets sure there's always red tape to go through and this report just came out but it gives us at least something to look forward to and, and look at over the next decade of of what could help solve this problem at least or at least ease it a little bit right so yeah no like uh the the, the issue of of supply has been uh cited uh for many for many many months uh, now already as one of the key issues driving prices up uh obviously you need to address that but again you also have to look at i guess uh, i'll start with councillor hopkins there on the fact that just by building um enough houses is not just going to be enough for everyone. You also have to look at, you know, peer to income uh, units and, and things that are more uh, reachable for some people. Because, I mean, if you look at some prices, a two-bedroom apartment 
some places it's almost like 1800. So for some, for some families, just being able to afford that, even if there is a unit that, that, that they could uh, potentially uh, use, if they don't have the money to do it, then it really doesn't do anything for them. Yeah, it's out of reach for a lot of people. Well, we'll watch this report, obviously, and, uh, and over the next 10 years and see where it goes. Thank you, Jonathan, for your reporting and for joining us today on the podcast. Glad to be here. If you want to read more about uh, Jonathan's story, of course, you can check it out on the website, lfpress.com. Thank you so much for joining us today. Mm-hmm.